Ex-prisoners, what's the most disturbing thing you've ever heard or witnessed from a fellow prisoner? As the narrator, I feel inclined to warn people that there are some pretty extreme descriptions of violence in these posts. I really mean it. I've done a few grim videos in the past, but there was at least one story here that I had to take a long walk after. You've been warned. One of the women I was in with was in for life. The reason that she was in was because someone had sold her fake smack, so she had decided to murder this person. She goes to their house, cuts the gas line, and burns the house down. Turns out she had the wrong house and killed an entire family in their sleep. She tried to punk me out a few times, but I don't take people seriously if we can't communicate, like intelligent human beings. She was obviously trying to avoid herself in all areas. It was really sad. Had a pool table while locked up, nobody used the cues or balls to do stuff because if you got our pool table taken away, you'd better hope they took you away from us too. If fights drew blood, everyone would come out of the woodwork with their little hand towels to clean up all the blood before the COs would come out. I have a very funny image in my head of several thuggish dudes cleaning up blood from a fight. Oh, you missed a spot, Reggie. Sorry about that, Todd. I'll get right on that. Six months in Rikers Island, New York. Watched a girl try to drown herself in her cell toilet for two hours, just running her head in, trying to stay under, while COs stood and laughed. When they left, she peed on the floor to flood the cell to get their attention again. Not a prisoner, but my professor works with prisoners. She told us she had this client that had recently got out of jail, telling her that the most enjoyable thing in prison was the group's therapy session. He said, I really love the group therapy because it gave me ideas of other people's emotions when confessing their crimes. It taught me the emotions I'm supposed to feel when confessing in court again to reduce my sentence next time. She was really surprised that this serial killer is that honest. And she was really spooked at the same time. Oh god, there's someone taking acting courses in prison for how to get a shorter sentence so that they can get back out and commit more crimes quicker. I went to jail for about three weeks because of driving with a suspended license. We all slept in these huge rooms with bathroom and living area connected. About a week in, I hear some guy get up and use the small microwave that we're given in the living area to make stuff hot like ramen. It's not normal for the microwave to be used after lights out, but I figured that maybe he had a roll or something he wanted to heat up and munch on before sleeping. The guard posted on the far wall never said anything to him or even got up from his seat, though I could tell from my bunk he was watching the inmate. So the guy comes back to the bed area and walks right past me with his bowl in his hands. I close my eyes and try to go to sleep, but the silence is shattered by a blood-curdling scream from a couple of rows down. The guy had filled a bowl with baby oil and heated it till boiling and then poured it on some guy's face in his sleep. Found out later that I had some kind of fight a few days earlier and the baby oil guy was out for revenge. Burn guy had third-degree burns on his face, neck, shoulders, and chest. Baby oil guy was taken away, and we never heard from him again. Also, we lost our microwave, so to heat things up, we had to use hot water from the sink and just let stuff sit in it forever to heat it up. Sucked, to be sure, but not as bad as being covered in boiling fricking oil. This is why you can't have nice things in prison. My dad was telling me about how in the POW camp in Colditz in World War II, officers had to eventually ban fricking everything because stuff was being used to either smuggle in contraband or be used as tools for escape and whatnot. Pretty much the only luxury the prisoners had was fruit jam until a man was found in the yard one day blinded by the moonshine that was made from it. So this jam was banned too. Well, they may have taken 99% of our luxuries, but at least we still have the delicious jam? Uh, actually. Oh, God damn it, Barry. I was in a holding cell for unpaid tickets once. It was way overcrowded. 
they brought in a new guy who complained right as he entered. Ah, hell no. There are too many people in here, man. He sat quietly for a few minutes while another inmate talked crap to the annoyance of most everyone else. Finally, the new guy, who was bigger than anyone else in the cell and clearly the most veteran inmate, walked up to the talker guy. Sorry, man. I ain't sitting in here no more. It's too crowded. You need to shut the frick up. He then punched talker guy in the face and then went to the door and started pounding it. God, I just punched this dude. Come get me. The guards were already on their way, and as they pulled him out, he left with these words of wisdom and commands to the guards. Y'all take me to solitary. I take the assault rap because it's too freaking crowded and hot in here. It's inhumane to keep so many people in here. Take me to solitary. I envied his clever escape and reminded myself that I was only there for a traffic ticket, and as much as solitary sounded like heaven, it might not be worth emulating his departure strategy. Never been to prison, but when I worked in the ER, I saw a lot of prisoners come in with all sorts of injuries, but two really stand out. The first one was a guy who was shanked in the abdomen and his intestines were literally hanging out. I remember he was stone-faced and wasn't saying anything. Just looked straight ahead. I'm sure he'd been given pain meds, but still. We slid him on the stretcher and I remember I went to move him up the bed a little bit and as soon as I started to slide him up, he grabbed my arm and said, Hold up a minute, homie. That hurts a little bit. In the most nonchalant voice I've ever heard. The second was a guy who tried to kill himself by stripping into the buck and just laying on the cold floor for hours. The floor was so cold, it ended up dropping his core temperature to around 92 degrees Fahrenheit. A quiet kid we called Harry Potter because of his glasses. He was pretty young and definitely lacking in street smarts, and we could never figure out why he was there, until we caught the news from a guard that he threw a pot of boiling water on his wheelchair-bound grandma because she was being too loud while he watched his favorite TV show. Out of all the sick crap people were locked up for, that one is pretty hard to swallow. If you ever got locked up, remember to always be respectful of those around you because you never know what kinds of messed up people are in there with you. Stories I've heard firsthand, one guy was locked up with a heap of smack still shoved up his butt. He was popular. Another guy got noticeably drunk on someone else's booze, prompting a lockdown and search. He died from a head injury a few days later. Another group of guys teased the necrophiliac until he had a breakdown and chased them through prison trying to kill them. They hid behind a guard, peeing themselves, laughing while he was subdued. Fun times. I was in juvenile prison. I'd just gotten into the intake unit. The guy that was escorted into the building behind me had committed the unspeakable act. Well, we walked into the unit and some kid walks up to him and starts beating his face. He takes out a toothbrush and starts shoving it up his butt. The COs didn't let that go on too long, but it caused some serious damage. Well, some guys from the unit told me he crapped himself and couldn't control it. Turns out the guy that beat up the crapping boy was the older brother of the boy that had the unspeakable act committed against him by crap boy. The most disgusting thing I saw and smelled was when I was on lockup. This one inmate took a coffee bag, filled it with three-week-old bodily fluids. He then gets out for his one-hour wreck and proceeds to place the open part underneath this other guy's cell door and stomp on the bag. It sprayed the most disgusting, rancid concoction of bodily fluids all over this inmate. After his epic display of biological warfare, he pulled down his pants and shook his wang at the inmates he had just crapped all over. As the man writing this script, I can tell you that you do not want to know the specific fluids that the author wrote that went into the bag. But it was all of them. Whatever you're thinking, it was all in there in a nasty cocktail. Gross.
I pleasured myself in a holding cell, not knowing there were cameras watching me. Two officers walked in, telling me to put my wang away because there was a lady watching me on the cameras. Honestly, I was so mortified that I forgot that I was about to get reamed in court. How in the heck did you get in the mood to crank it before court in a holding cell? What the frick else am I supposed to do? 20 hours on a wooden bench with no shoes on, and the floor is so nasty you don't even want to touch it. Ah, the old forlorn nut. Caught guilty of underage drinking. A guy that was there when I got there gets up after an hour or so of me coming in. He goes and sits down on the toilet that's in the same small room as the ten of us guys that were there, right in front of the window to the officer's desk area slash office, and has explosive diarrhea. It's horrible. Breathing through our shirts for two hours. New guy comes in and is told from an experienced player that he should try and make himself throw up so he won't be in as long. They release you when you're sober. So what's he do? Puts his drunk head into the toilet bowl, rests his face on the seat, and passes out. It was a gross, gross day. Obligatory, not me, but someone I know. They went to federal prison in Ontario for getting caught with a lot of substances. Anyway, he told me that they put smack addicts in with the general population, but they're given a small cup of methadone each morning at a certain time, and they'd sit in the chair and wait for their bodies to absorb it. What some guys would do, though, was shake in their chairs to try and stave off the absorption, and then when they'd get back in their cells later, they'd induce vomiting into a sock inside of a can and use that as a filter. Then it was for sale. Yeah, doing regurgitated smack is a thing in Canadian prison. Uh, Severe violence and death of an infant warning. I did a few years in a state prison and saw and heard a lot of brutal, crazy stuff. Murders, the unspeakable acts, fatal amounts of substance use, riots. But the one thing that's never left me was a story a guy told me about his murder case. He was babysitting his girlfriend's new baby, a few months old, and the baby wouldn't stop crying, so he put it in a pillowcase and slammed it against a wall for 20 minutes. He said he knew the baby was messed up after the first hit, but he just kept going. Said it was like a bloody pulp sack. Stuff really messed me up. Also, one of the other bad ones I saw was a guy get stabbed through the eye with a 10-inch knife. Dude dropped, killing him instantly, and he never saw it coming. A couple of people put him in a laundry cart, and the COs didn't find him for about 10 hours. The guy who killed him was 19 and serving an 11-month sentence. He said he just wanted to know what it felt like to kill someone. They convicted him, federal, for capital murder, and he got like 99 years. Unfortunately, there's a lot of young kids who go in with small sentences and never get out. Worked at a maximum security mental health facility. A guy talked about how he didn't understand why he was having nightmares about boiling lobsters alive. This was five minutes after he talked about how he killed his ex-girlfriend, cut her up, and boiled her head because she was accusing him of cheating. Oh, and how if he could just talk to her parents, they would understand because she wasn't a good person. I was in administrative isolation, and there was a guy across the way who kept smearing his crap on the plexiglass so the COs couldn't see inside. The guards were sick of his crap, quite literally, so one night when he did it, the CO on watch dared the guy to lick his own poop off the glass. He did. Christmas time in jail. It may have been Christmas Eve, not sure. Many years ago. Night time. Around 8pm, I guess. They had huts, which could sleep about 20 guys each. I was in the short-timers hut. For some reason, they called the long-timers long sweeps. No idea why. Anyway, a bunch of long sweepers started gathering around our hut, just outside the chain-link fence. Massive guys, tats on arms, and even fingers, and all carrying a little something in their fist. Group gets up to about 12 guys, all standing around silently, saying nothing, and we were getting pretty nervous. 
Then, just as it gets dark, a couple of little possums crawl down out of one of the trees. Little Aussie sugar gliders. Yeah, they really can fly or glide between the trees. Here's a bunch of the biggest, baddest dudes I've ever seen standing around waiting to hand-feed little possums bread and sugar. They were very gentle with them. My brother told me a story about pre-prison when he was in jail. He bunked with a substance addict who was seemingly just dope-sick as frick. He said he was moaning and groaning all night. He tried to tell the COs he needed help, but they ignored him, left him be. Then he puked all over himself, and the COs still wouldn't help him. They just left him there all pukey. Then after a while, he started seizing. He had two seizures. COs did nothing. They thought he was faking. My brother said about an hour later, he stopped making noises. He was silent, so he checked on him. He was gray and unresponsive, totally slipped away. Fricking buttholes let a technically innocent man die of benzo withdrawal overnight. I've seen COs ignore a man who was having a seizure on three different occasions. Also, same man every time. It was the scariest thing to witness someone dropping and having a seizure, and the guards were just laughing it off like, Don't worry, this happens every time he's here. It was fricked up. They did get him help, but they didn't seem to care too much either. Oh, I have one. My friend was a former medical assistant at a local prison. She told me a pretty gross story that happened a while back. One of the inmates, a male, was being manipulated by one of the COs. The CO made the inmate give him oral, and when he tried to tell someone about it, no one believed him. So after the end of oral, the inmate saved the semen in his mouth, spit it in a napkin, and had his family send out the semen to get tested, and that's how the CO was caught. It was on the news and everything, I'm pretty sure. Honestly, as awful as that story is, I'm just glad to be posting one that has an element of justice in it, since most of these are stories of just the awful stuff that goes on inside these places. Mum was a CO at Hancock State Penitentiary in Georgia. Here are my favorite three. The nicest guy in the place asks my mum if she wants to know what he's in for. He told her that he caught his wife cheating, so he just went and sat in his recliner to calm down. She came out and wouldn't stop apologizing after he told her to leave him alone, so he literally cut her face off. During a riot, inmates are doubled bunk in solitary confinement for a weekend. A young kid, presumably a snitch, was locked in with a significantly larger and older gangbanger notorious for the unspeakable act. The kid spent some time in hospital. You don't need details. Mum came upon a man who was stabbed in the skull right before his release. Six-inch shank sticking out of the top of his head. He kept calling out for his daughter. He didn't make it. Job screwed my mum up to the point where she started smuggling substances into the prison and we no longer have a relationship. Don't go to prison, folks. I'm a Canadian, however, I got caught up in the US federal prison system, USP Atlanta. This place, my friends, is as nasty as it gets. A new fish came in, and after doing his obligatory time in the SHU, he got moved into my unit. When he arrived, he was asked if he had any contraband with him by some of the other brothers. He made a vital mistake by telling them no, but later opening up to his celly that he had some green herb. In prison, it doesn't take long for the block to know what's going on, and so that next morning when this guy went to the shower, he was jumped by a half dozen or so guys. They proceeded to fill up shampoo bottles with warm water and soap, then stuck them halfway up his butt in order to get the green herb out. Although this definitely would have cleaned him out, it didn't force the green herb out. One of the brothers then put on a rubber glove and went straight into the guy's butthole in order to get it out. Once they got what they were after, they proceeded to knock the guy out and hang him up to send the message. It was pretty messed up and there was nothing anybody could do. He learned the hard way. 
I was in a cell for a week in a Denver city jail. My cellmate was in for the week waiting on a pickup to take him over to the ICE holding. He was older, and since he was being held and transferred over an immigration issue, he was deemed low risk. It turns out he was a famous Ethiopian torturer who had killed and maimed hundreds of prisoners. He was part of the Red Terror and was not a good guy. Being in 23-hour lockdown with this guy in a cell the size of a walk-in closet was interesting to say the least. So I've never been incarcerated, however I used to work for our local jails as a medical officer. Still to this day, I'm traumatized by abscesses the size of golf balls, leaking smelly green pus, and a girl we like to refer to as Pharmacy Snatch. Pharmacy Snitch was found taking pills in the book holding cells and somehow smuggled these pills into Genpop. She entered my clinic with her hands in her uniform, and I kept hearing a rustling sound of some sort. I promptly called the acting captain in to investigate, and had to witness the good old squat and cough. As Pharmacy Snatch did as she was told, a rubber glove containing 20 pills, a big pipe, foils, and a lighter fell out. She had some more pills in her uniform shirt and shoe as well, which is where I heard the noise. She tried to throw it behind my desk. I didn't actually go to prison, but I spent a year in Los Angeles County Jail, which is the most infamous for being the suckiest system in the US. It does suck. It sucks terribly. One. It was my first week and I was sitting on my bunk when I suddenly hear what sounds like a rabbit dying a gruesome death. Turns out a guy got caught stealing and was getting stomped out. The thief was getting his head stomped on by three other guys, over which I found out later was a stolen ramen packet. What went through my mind was, these people are going to put this poor guy into a wheelchair over one dollar. Not a pretty sight for a first timer, but what I remember most was the screaming. I reiterate that it sounded just like a rabbit getting mauled. Poor guy left on a stretcher. 2. I heard this from an OG who's been in and out of the system. Apparently upstate, in prison, there's a guy from Grape Street Crip who went by the name Purple Passion. Supposedly, Purple Passion was 6'3", 250 plus pounds, and who, once he found someone he liked, would KO the unfortunate victim and reap the spoils. If he likes it, he'll leave an unwrapped and bitten Snickers bar if not, then a wrapped Snickers bar. Now, what went through my mind was how could someone be so cruel yet so considerate as to plant a Snickers afterwards? Also heard of others, if not the same person, going by a different name, Snickers Bandit, and El Hoto Magnifico Caliente. 3. You can hear a popping sound, closest I can describe, when someone is stabbed. 4. The Asians, or others, used to have their own exclusive dorm, but that was revoked in the early 2000s when an inmate was killed. I can't remember whether it was over a gambling dispute or because he'd done stuff to kids. Supposedly, there was an attempt to conceal the killing by snapping the bones of the deceased and dismembering the limbs with crude instruments. They then stuffed what parts they couldn't flush down the toilet into the laundry cart. 5. Inmates are housed in either dorms, 60-foot by 90-foot rooms, that hold 64 to 96 people, or in cells. I was housed in the former. So we're kept in these concrete boxes, and when a riot pops off due to interracial disputes, there's no place to escape when they start sending in tear gas grenades. If you ever found yourself in one, smear baby oil or Vaseline on your face and wrap a wet towel or t-shirt around. 6. Offenses involving children are frowned upon, even if consensual. There was this one guy, first-timer like myself, who'd apparently given substances to a 15-year-old girl, and they did it. We're sitting in the day room, and he's telling us this like it's something to brag about, and assuredly, it got everyone's attention. There were two other guys he shared his cell with, both having come down from prison for an added charge. 
After retiring to our cells, we hear a yell and a scuffle. Turns out the man in question was getting his own comeuppance in non-consensual relations. The entire cell block was cheering this on. The raucous eventually recedes and then silence. Slowly, the smell of feces just permeates throughout the block. The guy had the unspeakable act committed against him, and from what I heard, he stayed under his bunk until the next shower day when he rushed out of his cell begging the guards for help. The food was inhumane. No identifiable meat, plus everything had to be able to be eaten with a spoon because they weren't about to hand out forks and knives. Fun few days. Yep, a family member of mine was in jail for a couple of years for carrying green herb. Don't ask, he was in there way too long and the whole situation was super messed up. He said one of the worst things was the food. They had to eat some mushy Bologna stuff that made him gag when he even talks about it. He said they saw a starving cat outside once and they put the Bologna out for it to eat. The cat smelled it, shook its head in obvious disgust, and ran away. Holy crap, I thought they were about to eat the cat. I was sent to a woman's prison for about five years and there was a girl in there who was famous for getting high on crystal while babysitting an eight-year-old and then killed the kid. Another one that I found disturbing was a girl who threw her newborn into the trash after she went into labor at home. I mean, you hear about this kind of stuff all the time and it's messed up, but then to be surrounded by people who've actually done it is freaking nuts. Also, it was heartbreaking to see mothers getting visits from their young children, always tears from both parties because mummy still can't come home. A lot of these women were actually good people who just made stupid mistakes. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.